Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best fights with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of Punches and Punchlines. We are covering the action from Leeds, United Kingdom, and we are covering the action from Minneapolis, Minnesota, in what looked like a really cool arena. I hope that uh, you and I will go check a fight out there at the Armory in Minneapolis, Franco, because mm-hmm. it looked really cool. And it's about, a, I think, a 20-minute flight for us. So let's uh, let's plan that for the future, and let's get into these fights. Sounds good. Let's do it. Ebony Bridges, 34 years old, coming in at 6-1 versus Melis Gengloff, 25 years old, coming in at 5-2. Now, Franco, the funniest thing that uh, I think happened in this fight, I don't know, uh, it might even be worth going back and watching it again just to see this happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little kid started wandering around, and I don't care what country you're from, every one of us that has to go to the bathroom does the exact same dance. This little boy had to go pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure at one point, Ebony was looking out of the ring going like, really, everybody pulls on their junk while I'm around? Like, so... uh... (laughs) Yeah, I did not notice the little kid having to pee. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to rewind. There's a, a kid that definitely has to go pretty bad. At least he I, didn't go on camera. <laughs> I could not miss it. It was uh, it was funny. I, I remember being in that spot. It's very helpless spot to be in when you really have to go that bad that you got to start dancing around and grabbing your junk. It doesn't feel good. So uh, I hope that kid made it without an accident. But let's get back to the rest of this fight. I do not love when it's only a ref scoring the fight. Okay. I don't know that Ebony Bridges won this on my cards, uh, but she convinced the one ref and that's all she needed to convince. It was a good close fight. I'll say that, especially for as early on the card as it was. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get some real blowouts. Uh, This was a good close fight. You know, I'd like to see him go at it again. Like, even if it doesn't have to be a rematch, like I want to see both of these boxers again. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of a shame that Ebony Bridges broke her hand in what was it like the third round and she broke her hand. It was super early. Unfortunately for her, that definitely made a big difference. Now they did show pictures from after the fight. She posted like what her hand looked like. And it looked like when you take like a rubber glove and you fill it with water, you know what I mean? Where it was just this big poof with like a couple little nubs sticking out the end of it. It was really messed up looking. Right. Yeah. It looked like, like something out of a horror film, you know, like yeah. after you smash your hand with a hammer or something, it looked pretty yeah. gross. Yeah. So that definitely had a big, because before that I thought she was dominating and then you could see when she took a turn, she, she wasn't landing the same way. She wasn't throwing the same punches, but she fought through it. And I kind of agree with you though. I don't know that she did take the fight. I like Ebony Bridges. She's a really good aggressive fighter. Uh, she does the whole underwear thing, which now they're turning like the weigh-ins into even more of a thing where before it was just Eddie Hearn trying to divert his look away. Now they have like five guys up there and all of them make a show of, oh, I'm not looking. It's like, it's not funny when it's not natural. You know what I mean? Right. When Eddie Hearn did it the first time, it was hysterical because you could see it on his face, like the embarrassment of trying not to look. But when you put a bunch of dudes up there and they're all doing it on purpose and hamming it up, like that's stupid. Knock it off. Right. Otherwise, the joke has died. Yeah, yeah, it's not funny anymore. But, you know, she's a good fighter. I'm still looking forward to seeing her again. Did she get away with it? You know, did she steal one? Probably. But yeah. it is what it is. I do hate the whole referee as a judge thing. Like, it doesn't even make any sense because you're too busy doing other stuff to right. be paying attention to, you know, also scoring the fight. And it's just, it's goofy. I hope they get rid of it. Either way, it was still a good 
good fight. It was entertaining at least. So looking forward to seeing both of them kind of like you are too. Yeah, I'd like to see Gangloff again. This is the first time I've seen her. And I've said before, and I've said it uh, probably once an episode, I don't, I can become a fan of somebody even after a loss. And I thought that Gangloff really showed herself well. And I hope to see her again. Katie Taylor, 35 years old, coming in at 18 and 0 versus Jennifer Hahn, 38 years old, coming in at 18, 3 and 1. <laughs> I don't know who was in charge of matchmaking on this one, but they didn't do Han any favors. She hadn't fought in a couple of years. She just had a kid six months ago. I don't know how this fight got made, but to Han's credit, she came ready for it. Yeah. I don't think she embarrassed herself against one of the pound for pound best women on planet Earth. The only thing I could say is maybe either Katie played down to Han or Katie's getting a little slower. I don't know. Mm. I, I hope it was just playing down to the competition a little bit or maybe taking this opponent too lightly. She looked a step slower to me, and I hope that it was just this fight because uh, I want to see her at her best, and I know that her fans want to see her at her best. So hopefully this was just an apparition. She won the fight going away, without a doubt. Yeah, But I thought that Han at, at least looked like she belonged in the ring. So I love Katie Taylor. I think technically as a boxer, she's amazing. Like she's one of, obviously, one of the better female boxers out there. The only thing that I feel like she doesn't have that the other elite female boxers have is like that monster knockout punch. But she still got a knockdown in this fight. She ended up knocking Han down in the eighth and she looked like the heavier puncher this time around. And that's not always the case with her. Sometimes we see her and it's like she's landing a million shots, but they they don't do super serious damage. They hurt the person. It's not an Amanda Serrano or Clarissa Shields where she's launching them out of the venue, but she just looked so good here. The only thing is when she decides to take that next big fight, you know, is she going to be a step slower? If she fights like this, I don't know that she could hang with, let's say, Amanda Serrano. Or if she were to fight Jessica McCaskill and McCaskill comes out like she shot out of a cannon like she did last time, will Katie Taylor be able to handle her? She handled her before. That was a long time ago and she was a lot younger. You know, she's what, 35 now? Right. It's, I don't know. The, the only thing is that with a lot of the female boxers, they all seem to be kind of in their mid to late thirties. So maybe, you know, that ends up being a wash, the age thing, but either way, you know, Jessica McCaskill was there at the fight and was like ringside with Rick Ramos and everything. So that would be cool if, you know, they were to shift around weights. If Amanda Serrano were to switch weight classes again and go for another shot and take a shot at Katie Taylor, I think that's money in the bank right there for both of them. Right. Make it happen. You know, let's, see a, a big fight because Han just wasn't it. It You know, I think Katie Taylor could sell tickets if it's the right fight, but just having her on a card like this is kind of meh, in my opinion. Well, they talked about Serrano Taylor. Somebody mentioned it, that it could be the headline fight at Madison Square Garden. And I could see actually taking the flight to go watch that fight live. That would be appointment to be there in person. I would love to go see that. Josh Warrington, 30 years old, coming in at 30 and 1, versus Mauricio Lara, 23 years old, coming in at 23 and 2. <laughs> uh, first thing I love, Franco, is the symmetry here. We got Warrington coming in with 30 wins, and he's 30 years old. You got Lara coming in with 23 wins, and he's 23 years old. So that's wonderful right there off the get-go. Yep. Uh, a little uh, OCD math for me right there. <laughs> and this fight was called a technical draw, a.k.a. it had to stop after a headbutt in round two. Yep. All right. Now, 
early on in the fight. I was expecting Warrington to just come out throwing like crazy, like he usually does. You know, he's always a really high volume puncher Mm -hmm. and he came out a little more patient. All right. Mm -hmm. In that round one. And then he can say that it wasn't intentional, but he did lead with his head in that round two. It left Lara with a nasty gash over that eye, man. It looked like he had two Twizzlers right above his eye and (laughs) just below his eyebrow. Like that's how thick that shit was. And that's how red it was. The another uh, problem I'm going to have with the corner is they looked over to, you know, the camera zooms over to Warrington's corner and I don't know what he said. Maybe, maybe I'm just reading the sign language wrong, you know, but he's pointing to his heart like, oh, where's your heart, man? You got to keep going. And it's like, no, you just ripped open my face with a headbutt. If I don't stop now, then I, I'm going to lose a shit decision in the next two rounds. Like, forget it. Like, Lara made the right call. That was a gross cut. And I hate that they even have to, if they do this again, they'll call it uh, Lara Warrington 3. This this wasn't even a fight. It lasted two rounds. Even your pro debuts go four rounds. Like, this is a no contest. The next one out, that'll be Lara Warrington 2. It was a disappointing way to end this uh, night because there were some really fun fights on there. I saw Connor Ben against a kid from Chicago. We saw Katie Taylor, which we just talked about. You know, we saw Ebony Bridges maybe steal a win there. But, you know, this was kind of the anticlimactic finish to this card. Yeah, afterwards, ah, I wish I had written down who said it. Somebody did address the whole heart thing where they said, you know, at first they thought that he was like trying to milk it kind of a thing and making it seem worse than it was. And then once everybody got up close and they were able to see parts of his brain, that's where they're like, oh, never mind. Like, we thought you were kind of like acting it up. And then they remembered it's not soccer. And then just, you know, that once they saw how bad it was up close. But at the same time, you shouldn't just make assumptions from across the ring, which happens all the time. Right. Especially why would Lara run from Warrington for any reason that he destroyed Warrington in the first fight? Mm hmm. There was a few times where that fight should have been stopped, but I think because Warrington went in there with his O intact that the ref was like, ah, maybe I let it go a little while longer. Warrington was hurt way before they ever stopped that first fight. So the fact that his corner could even humor or pretend that Lara would be afraid of him for any reason is ridiculous. Yeah. And aside from this being a cool card, it was in front of a pretty big crowd. I, Absolutely. Like, that was cool. They had, It was a big stadium. I, I want to say this was the first like major boxing event in in England that they've had so far, right? Well, since the pandemic, right. Yeah. Because I think Warrington has fought here before and he won his title that he vacated later in Mm -hmm. this stadium. So it was definitely a cool, cool venue. Yeah. So for them to like, especially it was in his hometown. So for them to have to stop the fight in front of that crowd, that would suck. Like, I can't even imagine buying tickets. You go to see the hometown kid put on a show. He's going to get redemption. And then to not, you know, not get finished off, like to to have it like to get edged like that and then to just get cut off. I, I would be so bummed. I heard a lot of the people were excited to go to a boxing match there because they're like, thank God it's not soccer again. That's stupid sport. <laughs> the low blow. <laughs> the low blow. It's dirty. <laughs> Better than a comedy show. Wait. <laughs> But, it, you know, that that has to suck. Like, just the whole, the way that it Locker? ended up ending. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a boxing match. 
if for for it to end in such an anticlimactic way and for everything to just be thrown up in the air now because even if we do get a third fight which we're gonna eventually yeah how long is it gonna take lara to recover from a gash that big like that it, it really was just this enormous disgusting cut there's no way in hell that he's able to just patch it up and get back in there it's gonna take months and months and months warrington might end up fighting somebody else losing in that fight and now you know everything is out the window who knows right and you know it could even if he took a year you know what i mean like lara's 23 like he's got time on his side right now you know what yeah. i mean like i i if i'm him i'm gonna be patient give it at least six months before i come back to the ring yeah because boxers are known for their patience absolutely <laughs> martez mcgregor 31 years old coming in at eight and four versus kyron davis 26 years old coming in at 15 and two now franco I think you could tell from the telecast that PBC was expecting some big things out of Kyron Davis. He was coming off of a draw to Anthony Durrell. Mm -hmm. Now, Anthony Durrell is a name that uh, we know and probably anybody listening knows, but it's not quite the Anthony Durrell from 10 years ago. He's 38 now. The Anthony Durrell he got a draw from mm-hmm. is not the not the same guy that you know some of us really enjoyed watching a while ago. But that said, Kyron Davis at points looked good. Okay, but Martez McGregor looked like a goddamn psycho. Now <laughs> I say this with all due respect because he lives close to us, and I bet he could find us. Yeah, he's in there, uh, Maywood, right? Yeah. Like there was a few times that he was looking everywhere else, but his opponent, like that was Mm -hmm. freaking me out just from the get go. It looked like a guy I would not want to mess with. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, these guys are boxers. You don't want to mess with them. They'll kick your ass. Well, I can take my ass getting beat once. That's fine. McGregor looked like a dude that would beat your ass then follow you home and then at least know where to come back and beat your ass once a week. You know, like that's, he looked like he could hold a grudge and he actually was getting some success, but then he started with the elbow shit. And I'm like, what are you doing, Mm -hmm. dude? Like I saw before the ref ever took those two points away for the elbow. I saw him, you know, trying to land a elbow before that. Even I was like, Oh, this, this is getting chippy. Mm -hmm. Actually it was getting beyond chippy because it was getting downright dirty where i was like when you're just sticking to your regular boxing you could be winning this fight like don't don't make it a shit show and then when the scores came down if he wouldn't have gotten those three points taken away he would have won this fight Mm -hmm. which is crazy yeah because he really was fighting super dirty now full disclosure uh i wasn't able to watch this fight live uh because on the fox app pbc doesn't let you stream it after the fact everybody else lets you stream a fight afterwards except for this one outlet and so that part of it sucked so i had to set up because they replay it like a million times so i set up for it to record and then when i played back the recording this fight wasn't on there it actually picked up right after the fight and so i was like oh what the hell like why did didn't it record that fight because it was on a different channel yeah it was on the fs1 version yeah and they even brought it up like the announcers on the recording that i had they're like oh my god if you're just clicking over from fs1 we just saw craziness blah 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 and i'm like what the hell why isn't there an option to record that part of it as well or even to record fs1 so annoying when they jump espn does this too where they jump from espn plus to regular espn and then football's in the way and it's I hate all of this jumping around when it's one card. Right. And then sometimes I'll turn on to a, the channel that I think is going to be, and it's soccer. I'm like, oh, shit, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, I, I, don't, I got nothing. I was going to say, that's how I feel when I put on Comedy Central, but... <laughs> 
they don't even show stand-ups anymore, do they? It's just all Rick and Morty. and It's a dying art, Franco. Uh, soccer or comedy? <laughs> <laughs> both, both. It's terrible. Um, but so to be able to see this fight, I had to watch like four different YouTube versions of highlights. And some of them were, I don't know what crackhead put together these highlight packages, but it was like really bootleg stuff to be able to see it. And even in what I saw, there was so much dirty stuff like those elbows you're talking about. They kind of look like an uppercut. And then when you would see it from the side, it was very clearly not an uppercut because the fist was tucked back. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But the first couple times that I noticed it, I was like, is he just falling through weird? And I'm like, no, I think he wants to land the elbow, you know, mm-hmm. and guys have had success with it. You know, like the Old man that's going to be fighting next weekend, Evander Holyfield, he won a title by throwing some elbows. You know, like he was good about hiding it where uh, our guy McGregor, you know, Connor's younger brother, (laughs) was not quite as good as hiding it. It wasn't even just the elbows. Some of the other stuff that I saw, I saw McGregor punch Davis in the wiener and then Davis punched him back in the wiener all within one round. And it was just the other thing that I didn't understand was the referee would jump in there to break them up and both of them kept throwing punches. And he ended up taking away a point from McGregor later on for exactly that. But when he took it away, it didn't look like he should have taken it away. Like McGregor had his glove was caught and yeah, you know, he threw it after, but he was the person who was being held, not the person doing the holding. And that's what the three old ladies were arguing about for the rest of that fight and was driving me crazy. I'm like, all right, we get it. You know, Mm. Goose and uh, Lewis and Kenny were just like, well, I think I saw it this way. And then Lennox like, well, no, when the ref says stop, you stop. But then Goose was like, well, but he, he was holding his hand. And I was like, all right, the point is none of you are going to agree. Please stop talking about it you know and they they would not yeah they actually ended up talking about it the next fight after it jumped over to regular fox that's the only reason i know they showed like multiple replays of that one part i wanted lennox to just punch both of them be like here you go (laughs) you know what the ref lost control and that happens in a lot of sports where if an official doesn't take control and just treat them like two children that's what ends up happening it happens in football it happens in basketball it happens in soccer and (laughs) But if if an official isn't enforcing the rules correctly and somebody gets away with something, they're going to keep trying to get away with it. Why wouldn't you? As far as wanting to see either one of these guys, it was so dirty. It was so sloppy from both guys. From the, the parts that I was able to see, I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like Now I see what Fritz was messaging me about. And actually, before you even messaged me, I saw the elbows on Instagram. It's just little clips. And people were losing their damn minds. They're like, Holy shit, like this guy should be banned from boxing, blah, 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 blah. And then they were talking about all the other horrible stuff during the fight as well. You know, get rid of him or you don't have to ban him. He's basically losing his own ticket because nobody's going to want to see him. That was the name of my second comedy album, uh, Elbows on Instagram. (laughs) It didn't didn't sell very well. Yeah, I don't think I even heard that one. Ryan Mendoza, 27 years old, coming in at 19 and 1, versus Jesus Ramos, 20 years old, coming in at 16 and 0. <laughs> Now, early on in this fight, Franco, this was for everybody listening. You know, I love free boxing. And this was just on regular over the air uh, Fox TV 
here in the States. And it was a good main event, especially for free TV. I was like, Jesus Ramos is a fun kid, you know, and he is literally that just a kid. Yeah. Um, and this fight, it was closer earlier than it was late. You yeah. know, like I'll give Mendoza all the credit in the world. Like he didn't get embarrassed by any stretch of the imagination, but it, each round as it went by the needle just kept tilting a little more toward ramos where early on i'd say it was a really good effort and i'm not saying that mendoza didn't win a round but it was definitely all ramos in this fight really as good as as uh mendoza was doing it was still clearly he wasn't quite as good as jesus ramos and i'd love the fact that he's 20 years old and isn't a one-trick pony you know what i mean like he wasn't just relying on power he can move he's got some defense he's a lot more patient than a lot of kids that i've seen they could all be on free tv i'm even bigger fan i can't remember we've seen jesus ramos a few times i love watching this kid fight last time we saw him was on the areola um and then areola (laughs) we saw his areolas yes but uh he was on the and uh, Andy Ruiz Chris um, Ariola undercard against our guy from uh, Cicero that just lost in uh, against Connor Ben Granados. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he's definitely a you know a fun kid to watch. Now, did he have the facial hair when we saw him last time? I don't think so. I, I seem to remember having like an actual baby face, like how your face usually looks, where it's mm-hmm. just no hair at all. His face. He, he's got like, a, I, I don't even want to call it a beard. It looks like he glued his pubes onto his face. Like it is, it, it isn't necessarily patchy, but it's not a real beard yet. <laughs> and I like, that was the first thing I noticed. He comes out and I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly who that, what the hell is on that kid's face. Somebody please tell him to shave it until he's able to grow it incorrectly. Cause it looked so silly. Yeah. As far as the fight goes, <laughs> aside from his facial hair. <laughs> I thought he looked great. You know, the first two rounds I gave to Mendoza, he just, he, he was so fast. Like as far as his movement goes, he was ducking everything. He was all over the place. But like you said, it just like that gap just slowly closed. And then by like the fourth round, by that point, uh, Ramos was just crushing it. And, and his, the shots that he was landing looked so clean like he's only 20 but he fights like he's been doing this for forever i think the ceiling is really high on him and we've said that before but he just he looks so clean and so good and then like he's got that edge you know what i mean like he's got that like killer instinct where sometimes we'll see guys where things aren't working and they get frustrated when they're young and then they fall apart we've seen so many young guys just fall apart when they don't get that quick knockout or whatever right and that isn't the case here. Like he just kept ticking away and he ended up running away with the fight. And I think deservedly so. Yeah. He was not out of gas. He looked just as strong in the late rounds as he did in the middle round. His, his training and his stamina were clearly there and it paid off with a victory. Yeah. The only thing that I kind of hope is that they don't throw him into like a huge fight. We don't need to see him fight a really big name yet. Let him, you know, keep getting his stripes, but also don't take a step back. Like don't give him some schlub off the street because that's not going to do him any favors. I really do think that this kid could be a superstar one day if they handle him correctly. You know, don't rush through it. Be patient, just like his fighting style. And I think if, especially if he gets rid of the pubes on his face, I think, uh, you know, we have a future superstar. If he keeps that crap on there, nobody's ever going to pay for a pay-per-view. They're going to be like, oh, pubie face. No, thank you. I'm not paying and 50 actually, bucks. 
I actually thought that his beard was coming in nice because, you know, that would have been about three or four weeks worth of growth for me because, uh, as you know, I cannot grow any facial hair. So I was impressed. I was like, wow, look at this 20 year old. He's got his shit together. I think the hairs are thicker on my legs than they were on his face. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us again this week on Punches and Punchlines. I had a good time. I hope you guys did too. Make sure you hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. If there's anything that we're missing, uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and uh, you know, depending on which platform you listen to us on, all of them seem to be different, which makes uh, podcasting a lot of fun. You know, it's very consistent. I started hearing when other podcasts are advertising. They literally just go find us wherever you get your podcast. It's like, that <laughs> sounds so shitty, but it's totally true at this point that there's just so many platforms that people stream on and uh, yeah, you know, whichever one works for you, make sure that you have it set up so that you will find out when we have our latest episodes and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you for listening to punches and punchlines. Make sure you like subscribe and comment. And we'll see you again next week when we break down the best fights with a sense of humor.